Welcome to Podcraft, honing the art of podcasting. The bite-sized show that covers one topic in depth each series. Your complete podcasting guide. Podcraft brings the pieces together so you don't have to. And now your host, Colin Gray. Hey folks and welcome to another episode of Podcraft. This is the show that takes you through the full nuts and bolts of how to podcast in bite-sized chunks, keeping the episodes nice and short to fit into your life. So this is another interview episode. So this is a wee in-betweener, not part of the main series flow. Currently we're on series five, which is monetizing your podcast. We'll be back to the monetization episodes uh, on the next week's show. But in this episode, I'm talking to Andy White who is a pretty experienced podcaster. He's been in the UK podcasting scene since 2006, I believe he said. He currently runs the Internet Marketing Podcast, producing it for Site Visibility. Uh, It's a show that I've listened to for a long time, actually. It was one of the first shows that I had in my podcatcher app. uh, And I really enjoyed his banter with uh, Kelvin. So it was great to find out his process about how to make that show the way it is in terms of how to interview, so how to set up his interviews. He talks a little bit more about his interviewing process, doing pre-interviews and the like. He also talks a little bit about logistics, so how to how to make sure you plan it all and how you can be a success as a, a podcast producer. And that includes if you want to actually go into that as a business. So you probably know that we do podcast production uh, as part of the podcast host, but there's plenty of other people out there doing that as a business as well. So we talk a little bit about that and how you can be a producer uh, as a career. So I hope you enjoy this as much as I enjoyed having a chat with Andy. And make sure to get in touch. Let us know what you think. You can always get us on Twitter at the podcast host, and you can give us some feedback via the website at thepodcasthost.com. And of course, as always, if you could possibly give us an iTunes review, that would be most appreciated. It really helps to get the show out there. If you can just pop along to iTunes, find our show, Podcraft, just search in there and you'll find it by that, and just pop in a wee review. Excellent. Enjoy the interview. The Podcast Host, honing your skills. Get your free equipment buyer's guide at thepodcasthost.com forward slash kit. Get the right equipment. First time. Okay, welcome to the show, Andy. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Sorry, we're in the middle of a cup of tea there. <laughs> no, you just got me in mid-swig. Water, not whiskey. Yeah, all right, that's good. That's uh, Yeah, well, although it might make the interview more interesting the other way around. It'll, it'll gradually degrade as we go through the interview. If it was whiskey, trust me, I only need to sniff the stuff and I'm, I'm out of it. <laughs> so uh, thanks for coming on the show. Absolute pleasure. Thanks for asking me. No, no worries at all. Uh, so, Andy, you are, are a kind of an old hand in the UK podcast. Uh, ah, I'll, I'll put my teeth back in. An old hand in the UK podcasting uh, community. Uh, can you give the the listeners a little bit of an intro to uh, what you do these days? What podcast you run? Yeah, well, it's changed quite a bit because um, when I first started podcasting in two thousand and six, I wasn't the very first, but I was sort of at the rear end of that first group, if you like, in the UK. Um, I did the internet marketing podcast, which I'm still doing, but I also did a few of my own. I've, I've dropped all my own ones, including my own how to podcast a podcast because I got too busy and broke my own rule and wasn't very really good at keeping it up. <laughs> so what I'm doing now is I'm, I'm doing, I still doing, I'm still doing the site visibility podcast, internet marketing. Sure. Um, that's the only one I'm actually doing. And I do that. I, I get paid for doing that. So I'm the, like the producer there, mm-hmm. but I'm also working in London four days a week as a developer because my other 
passion is uh, software engineering. Okay, excellent. I work for a company called Quill, who are up near the GPO Tower in London, and I work there Monday to Thursdays. And then Friday is my Andy day, and it's normally manically interviewing people for internet marketing. Yes. (laughs) I'm still happily doing that. Yeah, great. Well, actually, yeah, I'd love to have a wee chat about that later on, just about, that was one of the things I was most interested to hear from yourself, because that's been going for years now, that show. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, often interviews, often you're catching up with Kelvin, isn't it? So it'd be great to get, just get some insights into how you actually manage that, because it's, it's, uh, it seems like it's, well, you're managing the logistics very well to keep it that regular. Yeah, it's, it, it is quite, uh, I mean, when you're doing, because it's changed a bit, because when I first started doing it, it was with a guy called uh, uh, Daniel Rowles. He was a, 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 a he was known as Academy Internet in those mm-hmm. days, and then the Site Visibility. He worked for them, and then I've had a variety of co-hosts from Site Visibility. Um, went with uh, Kelvin Newman for a while, and then yeah. uh, fully sailing, and then they moved on. And now I'm occasionally back with Kelvin. The Kelvin's incredibly busy, sort of <laughs> arranging things like Brighton SEO. So it's a, it's a rarity where we actually get a chance to get together. So as a consequence of that, most of the interviews these days are just me interviewing people. So Ke- Kelvin in his busy state normally just throws names over the wall at me. He says, <laughs> interview this guy, interview this lady. Yeah. And I, and I basically, uh, manage sort of like organizing dates and stuff like that. And yes. then I interview them and literally throw them back over the wall for him to publish. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that's kind of how it's working at the moment. Ah, great. So he, it's not, it's not ideal, but it works. Yeah. So he suggests them, you follow up. Um, do you have any yeah. kind of uh, tricks on how to, how to prep people? Cause that, that's something I always get with interviews. Um, yeah. questions from people who want to do interviews as well. Like how you, how best to prep people so that you get decent audio. Well, I mean, I, um, in term, okay, so there's the audio, there's a technical bit of it, but there's also the human bit of it. And in mm. terms of the, the human bit of it, um, my process is I normally have two calls with them. I have what I call a pre-call or a briefing call, if mm-hmm. you want to be all corporate about it, yeah. where I sort of have a chat with them. I open a Google Doc and we agree what we're going to talk about. Because the thing is for me, because it's not my own show, it's actually Site Visibility's show. Normally when Kelvin throws a name over the wall at me, he's got a pretty good idea of what that person's going to talk about. Either they've just written the book or they've done an interesting blog post. Um, but it's not always 100% clear to me. So I like to have that pre-call with them to kind of um, just get to know them a bit and agree what we're going to talk about. And we usually get a few questions down onto the Google Doc and they often fill that in a bit between then and the actual interview date. Okay. Uh, so normally the last thing I do with them is we'll agree a date and it's usually a, a week or two later and they've had plenty of time to have a think about questions and dibble around with the doc and stuff. That's the power of Google Docs. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. feel like a Google Doc salesman there. <laughs> um, <laughs> I often sell it, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> and it works really well for me. But what one of the biggest challenges I had was actually managing um, all those people because Calvin does often throw these names over the wall at quite a rate. <laughs> and if I'm not careful, I just end up with a big pile of names. So I actually, because I'm a software developer, I wrote myself a little sort of local web-based system to manage all these names, all these people. And I've got a real sausage machine going now. <laughs> right. So I know that you know, Fred Bloggs, I, I've just invited him for a pre-interview, a, a sort of Maria, I've just, you know, I've, I've just done a sort of pre-interview. Now she's ready for the main interview and all that sort of stuff. So keeping track of these people is the biggest thing. So I just, I mean, you could do it on a spreadsheet, but because I'm a geek, I just wanted to write a little system for myself. Naturally. <laughs> well, that's interesting though that you do that because that's, I think that's something that people don't think that's usually necessary. I actually go to the extent of writing down exactly what stage everyone's at in terms of the prep or the pre-interview, that kind of thing. Yeah. I, th- I think if you're doing, like yourself, if you're doing a podcast, uh, if it's your own podcast and it's something you're passionate about, it's probably probably going to be a bit different because you, 
I mean, I, I would imagine you might already have a relationship with the people you're going to interview, or you might just know more about them anyway. But with me, because I'm not an expert in internet marketing, which is what the podcast is all about, I just I just like interviewing people. Really, they're the experts. So I have to sort of have a pre-chat with them and make sure that we're both on the same page about what they're going to be talking about and cover some of the aspects and areas. And then we just take it from there. So I think I'm a little bit I think if someone was running a podcasting business mm-hmm. and they had lots of clients, then the process I go through you know, might apply to them. Yeah. Do you ever struggle then with interviewing people that you don't know much about the subject? Um, not really. I suppose the truth is I know a bit about internet marketing, yeah. but I'm not like a, some people come to me and think I'm an expert and I'm not. I'm You've just been doing it for um, years now. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm just like interviewing people. I suppose I have picked up some of the, um, some of the stuff. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, you know, I often get, Kelvin often invites me to Brighton SEO. I just don't go. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm not that into it, you know. And uh, most of the people there, I don't have a great deal in common with, uh, unless they want me to interview them. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I've got a lot in common with them. Because, <laughs> you know, I want to have a good interview with them. Yeah. But um, no, sorry, I've lost my thread of thought now. No, what no, was that's question? interesting. It was just around uh, how you interview somebody that you don't actually know that much about the subject. I mean, it can't, I suppose, question. I, I suppose it probably doesn't happen that often because most people, like you say, are interviewing for their own passion. But yeah. I, I tend to, sometimes I'll, I'll get somebody on to cover something that I don't know so much about. And it's interesting just thinking about, yeah, how you get the best out of that when you don't really know what to ask. Well, I think, I mean, I, as I say, I know a bit about internet marketing and I know, the, I know the basics. I suppose that the thing is, I, I've always been a very inquisitive person. And I've always, even if I come across a subject that I'm not, you know, it doesn't necessarily float my boat, it still interests me. Mm-hmm. And I tend to ask a lot of questions about it. So if I know a little bit about internet marketing and I'm speaking to someone about some new aspect or some technique, just naturally I'll be very inquisitive about it. I'd go, oh, how do you do that? Sounds interesting. How do you do that? And I tend to, in my mind, I tend to draw a lot of analogies. So, um, You'll often find me saying in my interviews, oh, it sounds a bit like blah, blah, blah. And I say something completely unrelated. If I've got it just right, my interview, my interviewee will then say, yeah, 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 you're right. It is very much like that. I never thought of it that, like that before. And occasionally they'll just go, um, well, I suppose, yeah, yeah. And I'll just you know, edit that bit out. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the, uh, the skill of interviewing, isn't it? Being able to distill what somebody's just said in a, a, an easier way that, you know, applies to your audience more effectively, I guess. But that's tricky yeah. sometimes. It is, it is, it can be tricky, but yeah. I think it's just being inquisitive and having a, having a bit of knowledge about the subject probably helps. Yeah. Of course, no. if, 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 if it's a, a real boat floater, then, it, you know, I guess it's, it's a lot easier. Certainly when I did my other podcasts, um, it, it was, probably a slightly different style of interviewing yeah okay yeah well good segue uh so we jumped into what i was going to ask you later first and let's go back to the history stuff so what yeah. was your how did you get into it what, what first brought you to podcasting okay uh so let's go back to 2000 and christmas 2005 mm-hmm. and i was starting to get quite techy uh, well another have always been techy a better way of saying that was i was starting to get into uh gear tech gear mm-hmm. And I decided that Christmas 2005, I would buy myself a Christmas present of an iPod. So I bought this iPod and, you know, I'd sort of messed around with MP3s before and I'd sort of had this strange little thing from Hewlett Packard called an iPack, which is like a sort of mini palm sort of size computer. But I'd never had an MP3 play before and I really got into this um, iPod and I'd only had it about a week and I discovered podcasts. And I thought, what are these podcasts? 
And I realized I could subscribe to them on iTunes. So I stuck and I thought to myself, hang on a minute. This is really, really good because it reminded me of years before I used to be in a sales organization. And the way that we were trained was by cassette tapes. So we would, we would get sort of sent all these cassette tapes and we would listen to them mainly while driving because that's the beauty about audio. You can listen while driving and podcasts reminded me of that, but they were even better than cassettes because you didn't have to get them out and turn them over. <laughs> so I would subscribe to all these podcasts as a way of just learning stuff. So I found loads of podcasts on things I was interested in yeah. and I used to plug this thing into the car. I think I had a sort of kit that lets you, um, makes the, it was a very old car I drove at the time and it makes, uh, has like a cassette thing. It thinks it's playing a cassette, but really it's just you know, playing the iPad, uh, the, the iPad, uh, iPod, that's yes. the word. <laughs> and, uh, and I just really got into listening to podcasts. Yeah. So uh, fast forward a bit to spring 2006 and I knew Jason Woodford from Academy Internet. I'd, I'd already had a sort of an existing relationship with him because of a previous business I was running. Oh, I was still running it at the time, actually. And um, I was giving him a lift home from uh, a sort of a, a, some sort of talking event that I think I was at and he was at. And as we were coming down the old steen in Brighton, I just said to uh, to Jason, my passenger, I said, uh, have you heard a podcast, Jason? He goes, no, what are they? I said, they're a really, really great way of like learning stuff because they're, they're audio. I didn't realize you could get video podcasts in those days, but I said, they're audio. You can just listen to stuff while you're driving along or at the bus stop or whatever. They're a really great way to learn. And then I suddenly had this like insight, this, this sort of like burst of insight. And I thought, hang on a minute. Why don't I do a podcast? It can't be that difficult. I've always, when I was a kid, I loved messing around with audio. I used to do these stupid spoof news programs on a real to real cassette tape when I was a kid. You know, like sort of, you know, a man's hat has blown off or an ant has been squashed on the M3 or something. And, um, I said to Jason, why, why don't we do a podcast? And he went, Oh, and I said, we could do it on, um, I don't know, internet marketing. <laughs> <laughs> because I knew he, you know, his his company was SEO and all that sort of stuff. Sure. So he's the next words out of his mouth. Uh, uh, all right then. Anyway, cut long story short. After sort of much sort of a number of false starts, I think we got the first episode out. I think we started recording in the May two thousand and six. I think it was July. We got episode one out, mm -hmm. and uh, it was just us huddled around this tiny little condenser mic about the size of a cube of sugar that I had with an old. Um, mini disc player yes or recorder and i i can't even remember what i plugged it into to, oh no I, I used the mini disc uh, recorder to record it and it's really crappy you can still hear it if you go to the site visibility site and go back through all the pages to episode one you can still hear it yeah, okay. and it's really echoey and it's rubbish and i forgot who i was at one point and <laughs> it's just hilarious you've got to listen to it and, and they just gradually got better after that so was that the first ever internet marketing episode, uh, internet marketing podcast episode? Yeah, episode yeah. one. Yeah. yeah, great. So you've done others since then, though. Well, in the early days, I did a few of my own as well. I did one called Brilliant You, which was me interviewing successful people. Okay. Very, very, um, I forgot the name of the guy that wrote that book now, Think and Grow Rich, but very him. Sure. Yeah. And, um, I did, oh, well, I did another one on how to podcast that came a bit later. I think that got to, it might be, it might be 10 or 12 episodes and I just yeah. stopped doing it. Um, and I did a few others that never really got anywhere, but internet marketing is the main one. That's the one that yeah. sort of uh, got through the best really. Yeah. You're, uh, you're interviewing successful people. One was obviously ahead of its time. I mean, that's how uh, everyone did it in the late 2000s and made a success for themselves. 
Yeah, the thing is, all my successful people were like local celebrities, like yes. to that, uh, people in Brighton knew. <laughs> all right, I see. <laughs> it was still quite interesting. I think I was very inspired by, because one of my favourite podcasts used to be, and still is to a degree, although I tend to un- unsubscribe and subscribe a bit, is uh, Mysterious Universe. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with that one. No, no, guy called Benjamin Grundy, who I actually interviewed on one of my Hads podcast episodes. And he's, he's an Aussie, and he's now got a co-host. But I used to be really into that, and he always had this fantastic music on. And I, I used the same sort of music on the, the back of my uh, Brilliant You, which I used to really enjoy. But I think I was possibly the only one that really liked the podcast, because yes. <laughs> it never really got much traction. Ah, uh, really? <laughs> uh, it's the story of many podcasts, I'm afraid. Yeah, mm. yeah. <laughs> so what, what do you think the... The sort of the environment around podcasting was like at the time. Did you were there many other people you knew in the UK doing it at that point, or was it all US? No, there were UK podcasters. Um, I remember going to a very early, uh, I think it was something it was called something like the UK Podcasting Conference. Mm-hmm. There were quite a few people there. There were a few Americans there. I met Jason Van Orden very briefly, um, but it was yeah, there were quite a few UK people doing it. Um, but we were all, I suppose, we were all very early adopters. And I, I think it was possibly a bit before its time because podcasting seems to have had a little bit of a resurgence, resurgence in the last year. Yeah. Uh, not entirely sure why, but yeah, maybe it's people are latching onto it finally. The thing that always held podcasting back was um, technically it was a bit difficult to get your head around yeah. unless you're an absolute geek mm. or a tech head like me or a propeller head. <laughs> Uh, most people couldn't, didn't know, really know, understand what RSS was. Maybe it's because we've got better apps these days for subscribing to podcasts and the fact that uh apple have now got a built-in uh podcast catcher yeah yeah i think that's exactly it i think yeah yeah and it's unrremovable now as well so every person with a an ios device to listen to podcasts (laughs) or or at least look at the word yeah yes (laughs) so you're aware what they are Um, i'm a bit like um I have to admit, I'm a bit like uh, Leo Laporte because I'm not very keen on the word podcast. Mm. I tend to find myself saying the show, call, you know, calling it, you know, well, this is yeah. the end of the show rather than this is the end of the podcast. Although I do still say podcast occasionally because I, I just see it as a, uh, I suppose it's what um, Paul Colligan has always said. Podcasting is just a way of getting it out there yeah. rather than the thing itself. Yeah, I it's think just one way, one channel. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. It's a bit of a barrier, isn't it? Because of the word and people don't really understand it so much. And it does come across as very technical. It, it, it yeah. still has a bit of a hangover from the days when it was a, a total pain in the bum to subscribe to stuff. And I mean, that's all changed, obviously, but it still, it still carries those connotations, I think. Mm. But yeah, you're right. It's, it, you just call it a show and then it's, it's the same as a radio show or a TV show or whatever it is that you're, you're getting your yeah. message out there. And then. Much yeah, but I mean, you don't, you don't turn Radio 4 on and hear them saying at the end, and our next radio broadcast yeah. will be, <laughs> you know, so no, you know, sort of distributed by radio waves will yeah. be, it's just, and, and, and next we have blah, blah, blah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned actually the, 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 the community that was going on back then. I think you're right. I think there was quite a lot of people in the UK doing podcasting back in the 2007, yeah. 2008. And I, I've looked into it a wee bit and I wasn't really, I was kind of, I was in education at the time. So I was doing podcasting, but it was very much teaching lecturers how to do it and teaching students with it. So uh-huh. I wasn't really in the kind of wider community. So I didn't know 
it was going on at the time. But having looked back at it now, now that I'm getting into the sort of um, trying to meet people and trying to go out and see a lot more folk these days, it seems like there were a lot of conferences around then, but they just all died off. And there was a bit of a, yeah, nothing between sort of 2010, 2012 sort of thing. Yeah. But it's a podcasting desert, yeah. like a podcasting desert in the indeed, UK. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> but yeah, no, we were obviously we were chatting before we came on air here about the, the New Media Europe conference that's coming up this year. And I think the UK podcasting conference last year, which was the first in a few years, I think, um, was just, it was so great to meet that many people that mm. are doing the same thing and just chatting about podcasting. And it was just a revelation to me because I've been doing it in my, my own sort of office for the past two or three years, not really communicating with anybody about it. So it was, it was great to chat. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm going to go this year. I'm going to try and get yeah. down there this year or up there. It's Manchester, isn't it? Manchester. Yes. That's right. Yes. Yeah, so I need to get out of the house a bit more. Yeah. And uh, go to Manchester. <laughs> <laughs> there's actually, there's another meetup coming up as well. So anybody listen to this too, there's, there's three meetups in their lead up to the conference, uh, more local meetups. So there's one down in Isla White in July. There's one up here in Scotland in August. And there's another one in between. I can't remember exactly where it is, but it's in the middle of England somewhere. So I don't know if that'd be easy enough for you as well. That sounds like it could be Birmingham. Yes. Actually, you're my, Brighton, of my, course. So yeah, miles away. Well, I live in Brighton, but I am a Brummie. Oh, um, I see. Um, when I'm tired or drunk, I, my Birmingham accent does come out. <laughs> so you try and hide that. Yeah. In fact, that's where the, the early one, uh, that's where the early, the one I went to was in Birmingham. Was it? Right. Yes. Yeah. No, um, you can, you can hear my Brummy accent that does come out from time to time. <laughs> no, the, Certain the, words. the last podcast and conference last year was in Birmingham as well, actually. So that was, uh, we met some very good Birmingham pod podcasters. Um, <laughs> one of which is Richard Tubb, actually. He's a pretty prominent, uh, Brummy podcaster. So is uh, he? Yeah, indeed. <laughs> so there's a few with your accent. Don't worry. Oh, it'll come out if, if it's in Birmingham. If I'm around other Brummies, it will just start to come out. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, you, so you were led away from your own shows, uh, into doing internet marketing, the internet yeah. marketing podcast, even. Um, mm. was there any reason you sort of pared it down there? Was it just a uh, lack of time? Um, I can't actually remember what the reason was. I think I just felt they weren't getting a lot of traction and I'd probably be better off putting my energies in something that seemed to be getting a reasonable amount of traction. Yeah. So, and obviously time constraints, mm -hmm. I was doing other things, um, you know, I couldn't, I wasn't really making any money from the podcasting apart from the site visibility one, which I, I mean, they're, they're my only client really now these days. Yeah. I have had other clients on and off, but they're the, the longest standing one. Yeah. Um, so I was looking for other things to do. So I developed, developed my software engineering side. Yeah, indeed. So that, so you led into doing, uh, the production side of things with the internet marketing podcast. Yeah. What exactly. So does that, let me just figure out what that entails exactly. Are you just an editor, but you do the interviews as well, or do you help to promote it as well? What, what do you do for them? No, I just do all the technical stuff. Uh, okay. So I do the interviewing and the technical stuff. So I right. basically, Kelvin will throw names at me. Sure. I organize the interview, which I normally do over Skype. Mm -hmm. Um, I then do an edit and then I put it together with the music, uh, tag the file and throw the MP3 back over the wall to him. Okay. Which when he's ready, he will then publish because they have a, a WordPress site. Yeah. Um, I haven't really done anything active in terms of promoting it. Sure. Uh, that's, that's mainly those guys. I don't think they've done a great deal, to be honest with you. It's just been <laughs> fairly organic, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think it started doing really well a good three or four years ago, at least. And then it's sort of grown from there. Yeah. We, I mean, I have seen us, um, a little bit of an uplift recently. I think it's in line with the recent, you know, 
increasing popularity we've seen, yeah. which is nice. Yeah. I don't believe, I certainly haven't. I don't, I don't think Sightviz have done anything in particular mm-hmm. to bring that on. Right. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm sure. Well, it's always ranking pretty highly and it's obviously a pretty good uh, search phrase within iTunes. So I'm sure it, uh, yeah, it draws yeah. in the numbers. Yeah, um, it's often in the, um, now is it the rated or the pop- popular? I, I think that's mainly because it's fairly regular. It goes out yeah. most weeks. Yeah. So that probably helps a lot as well. Yeah, there's, um, yeah, the new noteworthy or what's hot sections. Uh, yeah, I so I can't remember which section it's off. It's not yeah. always there, but it, it often just, just, you know, comes into there briefly and dips out again. Yes. It's in and out. Yeah. Yeah. Cause one of the things that people always ask about is the new noteworthy. Uh, they don't realize it's new or noteworthy. So you can, you can be not new, but still be noteworthy yeah. and still make it back in there. So yeah. Yes. It could be either one. Hmm. That's interesting. Great. Well, um, so have you got any tips? on how other people could get into that then if they want to be a podcast producer how did you you kind of found your way in by just knowing somebody that wanted to do a podcast by the sounds of it yeah i mean um i'm always a strong believer of kind of um doing it small with one person who you know and Mm -hmm. then just building it out from them which is kind of why i've always worked and I, i think that's quite a good way of doing it yeah um, I suppose you could try the big bang approach, which is where you just set yourself up and you then you start looking for clients. But I think you can leverage it more easily if you've got someone. Yeah. Um, I was going to say if you're in bed with someone, but that's probably <laughs> not a very good way of saying it. I wasn't exactly in bed with uh, site visibility. I knew them quite well. Yes. I'd, I'd had sort of previous relationships with them because I used to run another business, another technical business before yeah. then. Yeah. Um, but if, I think if you know someone, just offer to do a show with them yeah. and then, you know, offer to produce it. Cause a lot of people want to do the show, but they don't fancy all the editing and the post-production side of it. So absolutely. If you're, yeah. if you're good at that and you enjoy it and you've got some, um, systems in house to help you do that efficiently. Yeah. Or you can, if you can develop them, especially. I think then that, I think you can make a business from it. Yeah, I think that's the key there, isn't it? The systems that you're talking about, because yeah, we it's something that we do as well at the podcast host, and we've found over the last year where we've been developing the production side of things that it's all about actually the process. Like you were mentioning earlier, having your process for interviewing folk, yeah, but even down to um, getting well, it, it comes down to getting the audio from the from the record from the speaker, the presenter, uh, at the right time. Then the show notes, then the pictures, and then actually be able to do all the processing. And after that, is we've we've developed some pretty extensive standard operating procedures, and I think probably you can get them most easily by just running a couple of shows, isn't it? Yeah. So if you're yeah. you're a presenter, it'd be hard to be a producer without being a presenter. I think. I think it's, it's useful to be able to do both, yeah. but I think it's all, I always think it's about, um, there's this Japanese word that I'm probably going to get it wrong. I think it's called Kaizen. Yes. Ka- which yeah, means, yeah. which means gradual improvement. Yes. So I mean, I've always been a strong advocate of that as well. So whenever I do anything, the first time I do it, it's absolutely, <laughs> am, I, am I allowed to say crap? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely rubbish. And it slowly improves over time. Like if you listen to episode one of internet marketing, that is really an atrocious produced a piece of audio <laughs> you've got to listen to it just for entertainment value but you'll notice that they gradually improve um fairly uniformly as you go yes. along and it, so of my background processes i mean i think i did that in audacity and badly edited and yeah <laughs> <laughs> you've got to go through those stages though yeah, yeah but yeah. obviously better to do that with your own show than uh, somebody who's paying you to do it, i suppose <laughs> yeah I, I don't think they were paying me at the time i think it, it started off as a sort of voluntary thing and then they started paying me <laughs> yes 
<laughs> oh well. So with uh, with the resurgence, then do you plan to get back into doing a show of your own anytime soon? It's funny you should mention that because um, I've been sort of I've I've actually got back into stills photography. Okay. Uh, so some of, some of my weekends and Fridays I do a lot of stills photography these days. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm Andy White Brighton, by the way, on Flickr. If anyone's interested. <laughs> um, but I've been sort of looking for something creative to do. We we went through this brief period where we were almost going to start producing um, proper programs, you know, video mm-hmm. uh, programs for, for TV because we had an opportunity with the latest TV. But there's been a few um, changes in direction that may still happen, but we were kind of gearing up for that. Okay. And then it lost its momentum. I won't go into the details of why it lost its momentum. So I'm now sort of twiggling my thumbs a bit and I'm actually wondering if I should get, you know, get back into doing some audio podcasting. And I'm very inspired. There's a, there seems to be a new style of audio podcasting that's appeared. And it's this very sort of, uh, and I'm going to embarrass myself again because I've forgotten the name of the people who do it. Some American chaps who are doing a very popular podcast. Is it called Episode or something like that? Um, uh, is it Gimlet it, by any chance? They're the ones everyone's talking about. Uh, Startup it, Podcast, Reply All. Yes. Well, that guy, I think he's from the group, uh, I think is originally from the group that we're doing the podcast I'm thinking of, whose name I've completely forgotten. Uh, but this American it was very, Alex Bloomberg? It could That's well have been something one, yeah. like that. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's a very distinctive style of kind of overlapping audio layers and yes. like people, yeah. like for example, you know, I spoke to John and he was amused. And then all, all of a sudden it's John's voice almost yeah. finishing the sentence. Yes. Very highly produced stuff. Like yeah. Quite sort of audio documentary. Yeah. Almost, and know? I really, it's, yeah. you can, it's almost painting a picture. And I thought, Ooh, could I do that? Ooh, but I still haven't had a go yet. Yes. So I'm sure I won't be the first that's been thinking that. Oh no, not at all. Yeah, because I think uh, well, the startup podcast. It was serial, I suppose, was the first or the biggest at least. Serial, that's it. Yes. Not episode. That's what I was ah, thinking. That's about. the one you were thinking originally. Yes. Yeah. So that yeah. was that was this American Life, who Alex ah. Bloomberg was a, an alumni of, and he did startup and now Reply All, and they've got a new one, Mystery Show, I think, and they're Sorry. all they're all very much that style. Um, yeah. And I've listened to a lot of stuff around that production style from Alex and from others who talk about the time they've invested in it. For example, Serial, I'm not sure if you've read about it, but it, they, they spent a good year on producing it. Really? Um, and it was a ridiculous amount of hours went into it. But yeah, I, I have the same, I think every podcaster has been out there doing the same thing, thinking it'd be great to do more like that. Yes. Um, and I did a, an experiment recently where I created an episode, um, which was 20 minutes long in that kind of style, not as many different interviews to integrate and all that kind of stuff. And it still took me a full day, eight hours worth of editing. Well, this is the thing, doesn't it? <laughs> the, uh, the amount of time sort of goes up, yes. um, you know, massively. I'm, I'm, I'm lucky with internet marketing because it's just a bit of editing and that's, that's pretty much it, yeah. you know, top and tail with music and with their, yeah. But uh, these I've got, they must have, I'm tr- I, I can imagine what it looks like in Logic, <laughs> probably about 25 tracks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like producing a piece of music. Yeah. So you would think about doing that with a photography podcast then? Is that what you're proposing? I'm not sure. Um, I, I don't think I would feel confident enough to talk about photography myself. However, I would, I think, quite enjoy interviewing other photographers. Mm-hmm. Although there are quite a few podcasts out there that already do that. Um, but I'm not sure if it would be on photography or not. Mm. Um, still wondering, but I'm, I'm getting, I'm starting to get the appetite back a bit in there to yeah. possibly look at doing something else. Have to wait and see. Watch this space. Yeah. It may never happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you mentioned photography actually, because my most recent, uh, launch, uh, a client I'm working with is a photography podcast and she does uh, tea break tog. Uh, and it's notable because she is possibly the most, um, 
natural presenter I've ever worked with. So right from the very first episode, she's been absolutely brilliant and she's grown a huge audience already. She's only in episode seven and they're already getting great numbers. She's got 60 odd reviews. It's ridiculous. (laughs) What tea time talk is it? Tea tea break talk. Tea break. I'm going to write that tea break talk and my pen that's just stopped working. (laughs) Never mind. Okay. a great, a great podcast. I really, I, it's one of my, uh, my, the pleasures of my week editing that one because it's actually so, uh, interesting and well presented. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. But I think, yeah, still play, we, we did a bit of research into the photography, uh, genre, I suppose, and podcasting before we launched that. And there's a lot out there, but there's a lot of gaps as well. There's a lot of kind of pod faded, as they say. Yes. Well, I'm an experienced pod fader. <laughs> <laughs> I got it off to a fine art. Oh, you need to fade it a few times to have a success, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've done that. <laughs> yes, some of it never even saw the light of day. Yeah. They faded before they got out there. <laughs> Great. Well, I look but, forward to seeing your new show when it comes out then. <laughs> whatever that might be. I'm not quite sure what it'll be yet, but it might be on photography. I'll have to wait and see. <laughs> I know where to come now to get it post-produced. Yes, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> so you're going to do, you're, you're going to do the This American Life flavor of it. Well, we could do indeed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the only one I've tried to do that one I mentioned a minute ago was, uh, an educational one. So that was for a university yeah. I work for in Edinburgh and it was around, uh, a couple of different education subjects. We tried to do episodes to make them a bit more interesting for the students, yeah. which was a challenge, but yeah, it, it seemed to work and it was enjoyable to do, but it was just like you say, so time consuming. Yeah. I think it's incredibly powerful, though, if you can produce some audio that uh, students can listen to, you know, while they're... Because audio listening is a background process, so in theory, it's very powerful for learning. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the fact that they can actually mix it in with just wasted time, I think, being in a bus or whatever is. Yeah. So so fewer distractions that lets it sink in. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. Well, kept you for over half an hour already, Andy. So we'll probably um, tie it up there, but it'd be great to get you on again sometime to talk about uh, maybe when you launch your new show, we could talk about the process. Yeah, I'd be happy to do that. <laughs> um, do you want to tell everyone where they can find you on the interwebs? Well, that's an interesting idea. Where can people find me on the interwebs? I've got this name called Dr. Pod with mm-hmm. Dr. spelled out fully, D-O-C-T-O-R-P-O-D. Mm-hmm. Um, so on Twitter, I'm Dr. Pod. On uh, Facebook, I'm Dr. Pod. On LinkedIn, I'm Dr. Pod. On Flickr, I'm Andy White Brighton. I think that's probably the main places you'll find me now. Right. Oh, I've, I've recently... Have you heard of Slack? Yes, use that a lot. I've recently got into Slack big mm-hmm. time. I'm thinking of, of just like completely coming away from email and just using Slack. <laughs> I so, think it saves a lot of time, actually. It's, uh, it's cut down on my email a whole lot. Ah, that's right, yeah. I mean, I've, I've only just got into it. I mean, we use it at my work and I've just got into it. I know Slack is very good for teams of people. So it's not yes. really a place where you can like look for Andy, but, uh, yeah, yeah. There, well, there you I, go. I've got, I've gotten to Slack, but yeah, Dr. Pod is the main thing. If you just okay. Google Dr. Pod or Andy White podcast, you'll find quite a few links to me. Excellent. Okay. So yep, go and find Andy and uh, listen to the internet marketing podcast as well. Great listen. Nice and brief. It follows my, my bite sized podcasting philosophy. It's, uh, never like an hour long, is it? It's always nice and uh, condensed. <laughs> I think my record for shortness is actually eight and a half minutes. Oh, that's uh, good. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) I did a, I did a series of uh, 20 episodes for one of my, one of my series of podcraft and it was designed to be 10 minutes every episode. And I managed to get a couple of them under, most were around 12, 12 minutes, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's (laughs) difficult sometimes to get it bang on, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, okay. Thanks very much for coming on, Andy. It's an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for asking. Cheers. Bye. If you want more of everything podcasting, 
from equipment guides to podcasting courses, head over to thepodcasthost.com. And don't forget to give us some feedback. Leave a comment at podcraft.net or send Colin a tweet at the podcast host. Thanks for listening.